We are the men in maroon. One is a Salopian and the other loves a day out in the toon. But both of us are united as jambos. We travel from Edinburgh to Dundee to Glasgow. Daz and the Manus, we are going for a footballing tango. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. Welcome to episode 8 of season 2 of the Men in Maroon podcast. This week we learn a little bit more about our Europa League playoff opponents FC Zurich with our guest Craig King and preview the game. We'll discuss our victory over Dundee United at the weekend and Hearts women's defeat to Spartans and then we will preview the trip to Celtic Park on Sunday. This is the Men in Maroon podcast. Good evening, welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast. It is... The eve of our first leg in the Europa League playoff. Oh, and Daz is excited already. (laughs) You can hear him already. And uh, we are now, at the time of recording, less than 24 hours away from kickoff uh, in the first leg against FC Zurich in Switzerland. And uh, I am not envious of all the fans who have flown out there. Uh, I am joking. I am a little bit. But, um, yep, no, well done for all the efforts people have made to fly out into mainland Europe. And I hope that everybody who's out there uh, for the game tomorrow night has a fantastic time indeed. Hello, Daz, you, you there? I am there, and I am definitely not jealous. Either I've seen all of the posts on Twitter, and yeah, I'm... I'm Are you there, it. there in Switzerland? Come on. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm currently sat in the kitchen in Falkirk. Sat in the kitchen in Falkirk. Oh, what a shame. What an absolute shame. Excuse my French, but that's not really swearing. It's pretty crap compared to being in Switzerland, isn't it? Let's be honest, Falkirk, Switzerland. Yeah. Different world, isn't it? Different world. <laughs> but we've got a special start to this episode tonight because we have a man who knows quite a few things about our opponents uh, in Switzerland. And uh, he has appeared on Sky Sports News and on the BBC as well. His name is Craig King and Craig, um, Daz wanted to define you as uh, what did you define him as again? Daz, remind me, a Swiss football whiz. Would you like to be defined as a f- Swiss footballing? Whiz? <laughs> I've lost track now. <laughs> Is that fair to describe you, Craig? Well, I've done a few podcasts over the last two years, and that's probably the first time I've been described as that, so I'll, I'll accept that. I'm quite happy with that one. Oh, well, listen, welcome welcome along to the, the, the show. Um, now, first of all, um, just briefly for about a minute or so, tell us about some of the work that you've done in the media. Yeah, so kind of brief story how I got into the whole thing was I watched a Basel game in 2011 in the Champions League and decided I'd start watching more of their games. I did that and then I noticed on Twitter there wasn't anywhere in English for Swiss football, so I just put... Um, I started it, I created an account and it went from there and eventually over time I got more opportunities, media passes and things like BBC and Sky Sports News so it went further than I ever expected and it's quite fortunate to have had some of the opportunities that I have. Oh good for you, well done, that's absolutely fantastic and uh, you've made it on the Men in Maroon podcast so hopefully it's up there with uh, the major outlets that you've been on and so congrats to you on that um, and I suppose for, for starters first of all just tell us a little bit about uh, 
uh, FC Zurich. Well, they had a they've had a strange few seasons to say the least. The season before last, they actually finished down in eighth. They only had forty three points, five points out of the relegation playoff. They'd only won three of the last sixteen games in that season, and then last year they go on and win the title comfortably. And so that in itself is just something that's kind of hard to wrap your head around. There was a long time last season where people would expected them to kind of tail off and young boys or, or Basel would come in and take the title, but it just never happened. And there was a few different reasons for that, personnel-wise, and uh, along with the change of manager that they had as well. But it's just a, a wild transformation that they've had over the last year or so. And to kind of put it more into context, the, the season before, that season when they finished in eighth, young boys won the title by 31 points. Wow. So that was a massive gap already between first and second, and they came from eighth to go and win the title. So it was, it was quite the story. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, so what, in terms of difficulty, how would you say uh, this opponent will be then? Um, are they, are they a team that uh, will be relatively tough to defeat? Well, when the draw was made, I had it down as a fifty-fifty sort of tie. I always kind of find it hard to compare. First and Scottish sides, I feel like it's very similar leagues and quite similar teams. And so I had it as a 50 50 tie, but the way Zurich have started the season has tipped that in Hart's favour, which is probably something that you like to hear. I was, I was, I know you said how it's tipped in Hart's favour, and we'd like to hear that. I don't know, I, I like to be uh, the underdog a little bit more when it comes to big games like this because see, when we are favourites, it sometimes doesn't go our way. Yeah, that's fair, I think. But also, in my mind anyway, I feel like it's kind of tipped more in Hearts' favour, but from a neutral point of view, anyone kind of viewing that tie might see it still as a kind of tight game. Yeah. Only really because I've kind of followed them quite closely over the start of the season, I feel that. So what do you think has gone wrong? Well, there's quite a few things, changes. They lost a manager after that season. He went to Hoffenheim in the Bundesliga. They lost probably the best midfielder in Usman Dumbia, the fellows the police side. They also lost a striker, Asan Sisi, who went to Serie A. He scored. Uh, he won three games with them before last season. And then the new manager, he scored 20 goals and he finished top scorer. So he's a massive loss as well. Yeah. And for me, anyway, they've not really replaced those players. They've brought in some new strikers and things like that, but it's not gelled at all, really. And I don't know if that will come in time. As you know, it takes a while sometimes for everything to come together with the new manager. But also the new manager is, you might know him, Francis Foda, who was manager of Austria when Scotland played them last year. And from the people that I speak to in Austrian football and when the announcement was made that he was coming to Zurich, they were kind of very negative about him, like defensive manager, and it's been that way since he came in. They scored some goals in Europe, I think it's, it was six before the Anfield game, then he scored a few more against them. Um, but a lot of the goals in Europe, two of them, I'm sure, were also two of a penalty, I'm sure. And then in, in domestic action, you know, the first goal of the weekend, which was a first goal in five games. Wow. So they really are kind of so do you think they're, they're a different team there for the taking? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a, a kind of fragility about them right now. 
I think defensively, especially last season, they were quite good defensively. Only Basel had conceded less by a couple of goals. And obviously they were scoring a lot of goals last season, but defensively they looked pretty bad. And I feel like in, in this first leg, I'm not too sure if Hearts will try and exploit that. I think Hearts will be quite happy to come away with a draw and win it at 10 Castle. But they might be better placed going and having a goal because Zurich, if you ask this defence some questions, then you're likely to get uh, a goal with it. And as I said before, they're not really responding with goals themselves. I don't know if both of you have seen just in the last hour or so the Edinburgh Evening News they've said that uh, Lauren Shankland has come out and said that he's going to change his style of play for the trip to Switzerland and I mean, I mean Anas I know that you were there on uh, Sunday and the last couple of games I think that this could be a game where if he adapts his style of play just that little bit more could we, we could potentially see more than one goal by the sounds of it yeah, I was interested uh, that you said that because um, you know he's he's got off to a nice steady start um, since he joined uh, Hearts. But I mean, uh, yeah, that's when he says that. If you know, that's um, as, according to what you just said there, that because uh, I I didn't see that piece. But um, yeah, I mean that 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 is interesting. So I mean, clearly, I'm hoping that it will show that there is a feeling in the camp that. Uh, they can absolutely go for this and they don't have to hold back and, uh, you know, play too defensively tomorrow. Craig, what is the view from a Zurich uh, viewpoint on the tie? How, how are they How are they thinking it's going to go? I think it's probably quite similar to the viewpoint from Hearts that when the draw was made, both of these sides would have looked at it and said, we've got a really good chance of advancing here. So I think they'll be quite confident despite the start they've had. I think they'll back themselves to go through. But at least from my viewpoint and uh, the rest of Switzerland, there's, there's quite a concern there that even even if Suri did get back to this tie, that they might not be able to compete in the league. And that's why it was such a big thing for them to get through the last round because it was really some sort of European football. But um, yeah, there's not a lot of confidence elsewhere, but I think Zurich will feel that Am I right in thinking that they did? Did they were they in the Champions League qualifiers as well? Yeah, so they played Carabag in the in the second qualifying round, right. I believe it was, and they were two 0 down away, got one goal back, which was uh, offside, I believe, and then they conceded again, and then got another late goal back, which was a penalty, and then in the second leg they managed to take it to extra time with another offside goal that was hard to stand, and then. They went out, they, they drew an extra time and they went out and they ended up with them and then they played Winfield in the Europa League match before uh, drawing hearts and with respect to Winfield it's a different kind of opponent there, they're, they're going to win that game and they did comfortably, that is that is the only game this season that they've looked good in, that they've, looked, they've played some all-right football and scored goals, every other game they struggled to score and they've really had periods that have not looked great at all. So you can't really take much from those games against Linfield. No, I mean, did I don't I don't know uh, if you'd noticed, but have they been uh, overwatching Hearts at all, or have they just been doing it from a distance? I'm not sure. Actually, I think it might be from a distance. I've not heard anything, but they very well could have been. I know Hearts did come over and see Zurich, did they not? I feel like I read that somewhere. I think so. Yeah, because there was there was 
I was hearing bits in the crowd where they were saying that Zurich were overwatching us on Sunday, but I know they played as well, so I find it very, I find it strange if they were there the day that they had a game. Yeah, maybe send one person over. Yeah, because I, I heard rumours the manager was there at one point, and I was like, surely he's he's <laughs> definitely not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he was definitely in the in the dugout at the weekend, yeah, um, to, to deal with more pressure that was under. Anas, were you were you at we were you uh, did you ever get to take in the player that uh, links Zurich and Hearts at the moment? No, I never did. Uh, I've I've been busy dealing with other stuff in my life, so I've not really had that opportunity, unfortunately. Oh, I, I I might. All I know him by is I called him Doris because uh, and he was definitely a character. Is he is he still a bit of a? a character now he's in the Swiss League. Well, I'm glad uh, you guys brought him up because every time I see his name, I, I kind of have cold sweats about trying to pronounce it. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he's only been here a few weeks now. He scored a couple of goals against Winfield. And again, that you can't really look too much into that. But he's always a player that, even when he signed for Hearts, I remember people talking him up highly, like, yeah. This is a player with a lot of potential, but it seems like he's got a lot of attitude issues. And I don't know if that will come to fruition in Switzerland as well. But so far, it's been okay. He scored a couple of goals. And if he's got his head on straight, then he might solve some of those goal-scoring problems. But it's very early to tell. Yeah, because I know when he was at Hearts, he, he looked more interested in uh, trying to start a fight than doing much else in the picture. <laughs> Has he still got the dodgy tash? I think so. I think he does. Brilliant. <laughs> Did you ever see the tash, Anas? No, I, 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 I don't think I have. No. Get it. Get and Google it later, and you'll, you'll enjoy it. it it's he it, had a tasty tash, but yeah, that was about as the highlight of his past career, I think. Oh dear. <laughs> and, and and he and he is what we're looking at. Uh, he was he was the he was the scorer against Linfield, so. Yeah, where are they in the in the in the in the standings of in the hierarchy of Swiss football? Where where are they viewed as? Are they viewed as one of the big clubs or? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, uh, I can't remember the exact number. Maybe fourth, fourth or fifth. But they used to be champions quite often, and they went on this Belvia run without the title. They used to swap the title with Basel, things like that. But for a long time, they, they kind of suffered. They were relegated in the midst of the games. And they came back again and they've won this title. But I don't see that being something that carries on the next few years, I think. Last season, anyway, they, were, they did fantastically. But young boys were in transition with a new manager in place and new players. Basel is still recovering from the fall from base after dominating for so long. And they two teams are kind of the ones that are going to, one of them, those two sides are going to win the title this season. And Zurich are down at the bottom at the minute, rock bottom, but, and I don't see that lasting. I think they'll maybe finish mid-table, maybe just a wee bit higher, but I don't think they're going to come back and be a regular competitor for the title again. I think those days are gone. I don't think they have the money to do that anymore, really. And there's too many poor decisions being made managerial-wise. The one they did last year when they brought in Andre Breitenreiter from they brought him in to replace their ex-manager and he changed everything 
but he's away again and they've brought in a defensive manager that doesn't look right for the post. So I can't see them kind of maintaining what they did last season. Right. So uh, who would you say we should look out for? Who who should we be? Who are there like three players that we should be worried about tomorrow? Now, you've got Antonio Marchesano, who great player last season, 15 goals, 6 assists. Uh, Wilfred Ginonto, who's Italian international, he made his full international debut for Italy in the summer there. He scored a goal. I can't remember if it must have been in the Nations League. So he's a player to watch very fast. Um, Bessa Romanajic, who's a 20-year-old defender, he made his debut for Switzerland at age 18. He's got a lot of potential as well. But So those are three, three to watch out for. They've also uh, got Tosin on the wing, who is quite fast as well. But they have lost the players that I would have really been worried about had this game taking place last season. Um, so, as I say, they've still got some players in there that can affect the game, but they've also lost a lot that should give you some comfort as well. That, I think we've definitely learned a lot about Zurich. How about you, Anas? I feel like I'm now, I know a bit more about what we're heading into. Yeah, I think I think it's good to know uh, a bit more about them, especially when we don't follow um, what happens in the leagues elsewhere outside of uh, uh, the UK. So um, yeah, no, I think that's very very handy indeed. And and just overall, as a, as a question, just to bring everything together, I suppose, um, can Hearts win this playoff overall? I think so. I also want to say quickly on the stadium issue: the games taking place in. St. Gallen instead of in Zurich because the, there's concerts in Zurich and the city owns the stadium, so FC Zurich didn't have any say in it. Um, but I think that'll benefit the Hearts fans that are over there because it's a much better stadium. The, the one that Zurich play in are, is pretty much like Camden, but maybe worse. Right. And um, it'll be a better atmosphere as well. So that's a good thing for the Hearts fans, and it might benefit Hearts as well that Zurich aren't at home. But to your question, yeah, Hearts can definitely get through this tie. I think if they manage to come away back to Tencastle with a draw or even, even a narrow defeat, they'd be quite quite happy and confident they can turn that around. And I think with the, the way Zurich are playing and the way, the way they look defensively, I think they can uh, they can definitely get through the tie. Will oh, you be at the game at Tencastle? I want to go to it, but um, I, I do social media for... Basil's English page, and they also play that night at six pm. So I don't know. I don't. It's kind of. I don't know if I should be turning up at a, a rival team's game while while our game's not finished yet. But I would like to go if it was possible because I think it'll be a good atmosphere and a, a really a good contest overall. Definitely. Anna, do you have anything else you want to ask our guest? No, I, I just want to thank you very much uh, for coming uh, on this uh, episode. And uh, yeah, as I say, uh, here's hoping that we just go for it um, and uh, we just do everything that we can to win the game because I think uh, Europa League group stage football will be absolutely incredible for our club and it's definitely achievable. But provided that we don't play too negatively, uh, that we go for it and uh, we just take the opportunity because I think it's there for the taking. Thanks again for having me on, guys. Really oh, thank you so much, Craig. Thank you for your time. No, no, it's been no an problem absolute pleasure chatting with you. you Thanks for coming too. on, Craig. Enjoy, enjoy the game if you do get to watch. Uh, well, watch, there's watch you guys too. Cheers, mate. Thanks, thank you. Craig. All the best to you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. And here we are um, after chatting with Craig. 
Um, and uh, does that was a really, really interesting, uh, informative chat, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm a lot more versed on our opponents than I was uh, 20 or so minutes ago because I'm not going to lie, I all I knew was that they had an ex-Harps player and that they beat Linfield and aren't doing very well in the league. So now I kind of know why they're not doing so well and what to expect. So it, it's added a bit more spice to the game uh, at six o'clock on Thursday. So, yeah, I'm, 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 how are you feeling about the game? I just wanted to ask. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's uh, an exciting occasion, but I think it's winnable as well. So I'm hoping that we don't just uh, get too carried away and think get too overwhelmed by the occasion. I want to try and make sure that we can, uh, you know, go out there and just treat it as any other game that we would treat it in the league, uh, because then that way um, I think we can give it everything we've got and uh, try and get the victory. Uh, and I think I think it's definitely definitely there for the taking. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we just need to go and play our game. Don't try and adjust too much to the European stuff. I think we just need to play how we know we can play. Because I think there's always that danger if we mix it up too much that we can get a little bit lost. And, nah. it, and then errors can come up. But what do you think the score's going to be? Oh, good question. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 win to Hearts. Scorers? Shankland's brace. Hmm, interesting. I've gone 1-0 Hearts with Shankland to score, yeah. so... I think I think if he if if, if what you've said, uh, according to what you read in the Adam Reeve news, if, if what if he actually does change his approach and it means he gives it a really really, well, I mean he always gives it a bash anyway and gives it his best, but if he really really goes for it in this tie, then I think I think we've got every chance. Yeah, definitely, I think so too. Well, you you could be right because you're almost right uh, with the Dundee result with us winning. Uh... Oh, you went four goal, wasn't it from Dundee United? Then I was one away from getting it perfect. Yeah, Gary Mackay Stevens. But how penalties like that get given away? I mean, it's just it's just a good thing that Craig Gordon was uh, his usual best, and um, obviously, I mean, behind it actually, when you think about it, I think it could have been six or seven one. But I think in the when we got off to a good start in the first half, I don't know what happened afterwards. We deteriorated to some extent until half time. And yeah. uh, and then it had to take uh, the second half to try and finish the game. Yeah, Robbie Robbie uh, echoed those thoughts, didn't he? He wasn't he wasn't he was he was happy that we got the four and win, but he wasn't too chuffed with the uh, forty four minutes of the second half with the first no. half even. Which I and I, I'm, I'm pleased they said that in his Hearts TV interview because clearly he he fully acknowledged that that we didn't do very well um, after the first goal. So uh, clearly, I think that just shows the high standards and expectations he has of the squad. So good on him for saying that. I'm really pleased to acknowledge that so uh, rapidly because I mean clearly it just shows recognition that yes we won four one, but frankly um, we really I think should have put the game to bed before half time and being one nil up at half time was just simply not good enough. No, definitely. I thought that we should have been winning by a lot more. And see, when when you get a goal in forty seconds, I thought, right, okay, the floodgates are open now. We're gonna batter them, but we battered them in the end, but just not. On a human level, you've got to feel sorry for Dundee United, though, because I mean, they conceded eleven goals last week. <sighs> eleven last week in total, yeah. which is just horrible, really, for any team. To be in quite two honest, two games. Yeah, eleven and two, which is demoralising for them. Yes. How they bounce back from that, I don't know. Well, a lot of people before the game thought that they were going to bounce back 
against us. So, I mean, it obviously didn't happen. And I mean, Jack Ross even said that he, he just doesn't know what's happening. He just said that, look, we're going to bounce back in the next game. But like, how many times surely can you say we're going to bounce back in the next game until it becomes a, a problem? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But um, but no, four one's a good result for us. And um, I mean, I suppose it could have been six or seven. But um, we'll take the win. And um, you know that puts us third in the table, doesn't it? Yeah. Seven points. Um, still annoying that we dropped those two against Hibernian, but what can you do? I mean, it's just one of these things, isn't it? You know. But well, at least we, at least we didn't let that get to us too much. So I mean, that that in con- the context of things is a good thing. At least we've got you know we're, we're two wins and a draw uh, yeah. to start the league off which is absolutely fantastic and I mean uh, me and you were outside in the plaza before game and we both said we need to start with a bang we need to go right at right at them from the get go and we kind of did don't we <laughs> oh, yeah we did and, and we, Shanklin got off to a brilliant start I thought that was very very nice of him to get that goal early in especially against his former side so I mean clearly you know he, he, he he's put his indelible mark on that game so early on, which was absolutely brilliant. So, you know, he deserves so credit for that. And that further solidifies his uh, return to Scottish football because, I mean, uh, I mean, clearly it was very important for him to get off the mark. And now that's four goals he scored for us, you know, two in pre-season, now two in the Cinch Premiership. So clearly he's back to his normal goal-scoring ways, um, regular goal-scoring ways, that is, which is absolutely brilliant. And now it's just a matter of maintaining that and then extending that into European composition. Yeah, and I mean, he didn't do what some players do and uh, don't celebrate against former clubs. He gave it a salute to the Hearts fans as he uh, as he jumped behind the goal. Uh, I'm good on him well. because at the yeah. end of the day, this is his club now. So, I mean, clearly it's, it's recognition from him that, you know, He's he's enjoying the moment, and you know he's enjoying scoring. And that, I mean, he so he should, so he absolutely should. Yeah, I'm a Hearts player now. I said, this is my club. What where I've been in the past? That's the past kind of thing. It's irrelevant now. It's yeah. irrelevant. He's 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 in our squad, and he's uh, he's making his mark, and that's what absolutely counts. And I'm happy he's in our squad because uh, I think he he's going to be the difference in our season this. Well, without season. question, yeah. absolutely. Without and question. Do you think I uh, was speaking to a couple of fans that sit around me? Uh, do you think? now that we've seen Shankland and Boyce play a couple of games together, do you think we've now seen a change in the role of Liam Boyce and we've seen it actually working? I don't know yet. I think it's still too early to say. But what I can say is that I felt Liam Boyce was not at his best on Sunday. I I felt he'd lost the ball too often. I felt, um, you know, he was, apart from that, you know, the number of times he'd lost the ball on Sunday was just really frustrating. And um, it it was, I don't know if he had a bad day or if it was just a one-off. So um, I think it's too early to say because we still need to see over time how the Boyce-Shanklin partnership, uh, you know, like develops. But, I mean, I, I do believe that um, uh, hopefully uh, when Boyce puts better performances in that we'll, we can see the full fruits and rewards of that. So, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's just a wee bit too early to say just now. But, yeah. but you know, as I say, um, you know, just because Shanklin's now the main man up front, I, it doesn't mean that Liam Boyce has to be necessarily invisible in his role. Um, hopefully, we can still see uh, him uh, taking a chance as well or two during the game and uh, getting his goal tally up to, you know, 
eight, nine, ten, or eleven this season, maybe even more potentially. So I mean, we, we want to see him in the share of the goals as well. You know, I mean, it's good to see Shankland get off to a good start, but Boyce has to be in with uh, with his share of the goals as well. Definitely, and uh, I think Boyce will obviously. I, I just hope that with him now not being the main goal scorer as such, uh, I just hope that fans still don't judge him that oh he's not getting as many goals as he used to. Hopefully, the majority of the fans will, will see the change in uh, his play and that he's now the man that work, does the hard work to to get Shankland in the positions to get the goals. So, fingers crossed that, that some of the Hearts fan base don't jump on his back because that will only affect not just him, but it will affect other players around him because obviously he's his role is to lay the ball off, win the ball and stuff like that. So, well, what about Ginelli? Um, he, he got a goal at the end. Um, does that keep him in the team or is he still going, do you think? Well, he's named in the squad for uh, the two European ties because they had to name the squad uh, by end of day Tuesday. And uh, he was named in the squad. So, uh, it, it, if anything, that, does that show that he's at least going to be here till the end of next week? Mm-hmm. So, uh, at the, and personally... Uh, with Ginelli, it sometimes makes me. It, it depends what day of the week it is. It depends what what Ginelli turns up. Like some some games, you watch him and you're like, he's he, he's um, he can't play against him. He's he's that good. But then other games you watch, you're like, well, he looks a bit lazy and not not bothered. Where it, but he, he's he, we need consistency this season. We don't really need someone who only turns up certain days of the week. I think. Um... You know, I'd like to think that he'll take the opportunity um, in the coming uh, next couple of European games to, um, you know, make his mark. Because, I mean, whether he stays with us or not, I mean, we'd like to think that he can uh, make his mark. And, I mean, you know, who, who knows? I mean, I'd love to think that he can... Maybe there is a way forward for him if he if he can get a goal or two in the European ties. I mean, it'd be absolutely fantastic if he can do that. Because... There might well be a twist in the tail, and then we might not be seeing the last of him. So, I mean, I hope for his sake that he can uh, he can prove his worth uh, again, like he did on Sunday. He took his goal well as well. I thought, especially he did ninety fifth minute. Uh, it just, it, 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 I, I mean, I moved lower down the stand, and uh, the, the view I got of it, I, I, I thought, oh, is he just running the clock down? But then he actually took the chance really well uh, to round up to get it to four one. So I was. Really impressive his celebration it, when he kicked, smashed the ball away. That was a that to me was a celebration. Of, look, look what I can do. Yeah, and I'm pleased for him because I mean that that will help his confidence. That will help his well being, and that will just generally you'll give him something to shout about effectively. So I mean that's that's really good all round. It's a win win situation, really, isn't it? Yeah, and, and what about Barry Mackay's goal? I didn't see it in person <laughs> because I was being kind and letting a father and son get past me in my seat and as a, and then just as I just as I went to sit back down everyone jumped up I was like oh. and then the guy next to me was like that was a screamer I was like you're joking I <laughs> it's but it's just Barry Mackay being Barry Mackay isn't it you know it's just uh, it's just what he does best it was a screamer though because I watched it on sports scene but 
How was it? You in, still in the moment? Forty. Uh, only only That's when I'm nineteen eighty-five. I'm only te- I'm only playing. Do, do, I don't want people getting upset with me. Like I'm only playing. That's what I say to people when I only watch sports team. scene if I miss a goal, and I only watch the arts highlights. I don't watch the rest. I usually just watch snippets from YouTube for other games. But it was he took it phenomenally well. Like what a strike! Yeah, no, Barry's goal was absolutely brilliant to see. I mean, to be honest, as Sky Sports says, it's only live once. And that is literally true when you're at at the stadium watching the match. And and seeing that firsthand, I mean, you can't substitute that, um, even if it's television or whoever's showing it. Um, I know Sky Sports put the highlights up on its Twitter page um, on on Sunday night. And obviously... uh, you know, Hearts put some video up on Monday as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's only live once. So at the end of the day, you know, it's um, when you see it happen firsthand, you know, it's just it's just a moment to remember. And it's just moments that take your breath away. So, yeah. and that was absolutely one of them. I mean, Barry's, I wonder how many of those goals Barry has up his sleeve as the season continues. It's just absolutely extraordinary how he pulls them off. I think I, I tweeted Barry Mackay doesn't do tappings, but if he did do a tapping, it'd be the best tapping in the world. <laughs> he just doesn't. Yeah, like you said, how many has he got up his sleeve? He just doesn't know how to score a crap goal, like a scrappy goal. It's got to be. It's, <laughs> it's not such thing as a crap goal. No, it's got to, in my my. If I see another player score a screamer now, I call it about. Oh, he's just done a Barry Mackay. It's just another Barry Mackay. <laughs> and, and can you imagine? Can you can you get your head around this? We paid nothing for him. Free that, agent, superb transfer, absolutely incredible. Yeah, what? Well, well, I yeah, and and uh, I'm going to ask you this because you are uh, uh, you're Scottish, so I'll, I'm going to ask you because I don't really have I'm not really I don't have the same viewpoint on it, but I've seen it floating around on uh, Sky Sports News. With Jackie Mac, Jackie McNamara, do you think he should be in the Scotland squad? Is um, there I'm, room for him as well? I'm going to be selfish and say no. I don't think he should be in the Scotland squads because I think he matters more to us than mm-hmm. the national side. So, um, if he gets called up, wonderful, brilliant. If he doesn't, I will not get upset at all because at the end of the day, you know the first priority for him is us. Yeah. And I'm being selfish when I say that deliberately because at the end of the day, you know, we just want to make sure that uh, he's, um, you know, keeping on bringing those goals for us and assists as well. Um, and, um, yeah, no, if he gets called up, wonderful. We'll all be happy for him. But if he doesn't, I will not shed a tear. How do you, how, do you, how do you think he would fit into the, to the team if he did get called up? Would he be on the bench, do you think, or would he be able to challenge for I suspect else? he probably would start on the bench, and uh-huh. then it's a matter of working his way into the team, which is not going to be very easy, given who's ahead, mm-hmm. um, and who normally gets selected in that Scotland squad. So, uh, it will not be easy. Um, but, um, but no, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, he keeps doing what he's doing, then who honestly knows what might happen? Yeah, surely sometimes, can't sometimes go you notice. need the luck to run in your favour. Sometimes it just takes maybe... You know, obviously it's unlucky if somebody's injured or suspended or anything like that. But sometimes it just takes the right th- uh, number of things to happen uh, in the right sequence and then you get your opportunity. So, I mean, that's probably what it might come down to for Barry. Um, so, uh, if, if, if that's so, then, well, sometimes your luck has to go in your favour. Uh, and um, 
and also at the same time you create your own luck so I mean this is the thing about Barry if he keeps playing the way he's playing he'll keep creating his own luck and, and that will only I think improve his chances of getting selected potentially so I mean you know it's all to play for definitely 100% uh, just want to touch as well on uh, 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 there was a scrappy goal but it was a, a scrappy goal that it was right place right time which was George Grant yeah and he got his first goal as well for now in Maroon jersey which was absolutely yeah. brilliant but it was, it, it, I, from where I was sat, I don't know about you, but my immediate was like, ah, he's offside. But then watching it back, it 100% was not offside. It was just, he timed the run perfectly. And Yeah, yeah. No, I, he did a good job. He did an absolutely brilliant job. And, uh, oh, and especially given that he scored his first goal, um, yeah. you know, so early on in his heart's career. And that, that could only do wonders for his uh, confidence and just the, uh, furthering his career forward so I mean you know, that's fantastic for, for George Grant it's absolutely brilliant because he's, he's one of my favourite signings this summer so I mean to see him already make his mark is uh, just really really brilliant he does a lot off the ball I find and a lot of the dirty work I've noticed he, he doesn't what, what, it do you, isn't, what do you mean by dirty work? Like he, does the, he does the work that uh, helps create the fancy players for the, for the Barry Mackays for the Lawrence Shanklins I think some fans might it might go unnoticed what he does because he does oh, things. I think I think he's I think he's making his mark. You know, he's obviously doing a lot of hard work and uh, definitely. You know, I mean, we know what kind of player we were getting when we he's signed. Grafter. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely what you want. And uh, you know, I think the gra- grafters do play their very big role. I mean, okay, they might not be making the headlines all the time, but at the end of the day, without them, then. We'd be in a far worse situation. So you know, um, so no, he's definitely making his mark, and uh, I like grafters especially. I mean, I do recognise grafters, and uh, more so than most, because at the end of the day, you know, uh, you get sort of people in any walk of life who always make the headlines or get all the attention uh, just because of who they are uh, and how they go about their lives uh, or what they stand for, or basically how they they come across. Uh, but but what you don't see so much recognition in. in uh, at the same time, is people who are really working hard in the background and who are consistently producing the goods um, in terms of being productive all the time and just uh, keeping uh, the operation going. And George Grant fits the bill. So, I mean, for me, uh, more than anyone else, I suppose, I, I give him that extra special recognition because that is not just going to pay off uh, in the future, but it's paying off already now. So, I mean, that that he's, he's probably if not the most important player in the squad, one of the most important players in the squad. And I hope others recognise that as well. Definitely. I just wanted to... I've got one criticism of him. Oh, what's uh, that? I saw him leaving Tyne Castle on Tuesday when I was there. And uh, he, he, I'm guessing he didn't see me, but I'm going to take it as he blanked me. I saw him. Really are. You didn't see him, did you? I waved at the car. Like oh, did you wave at the car? And he just drove past. Oh, Listen, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> You're joking. Yeah, what were you doing at Tyne really Castle did. anyway? It really, it really, it, that really did happen. But I'm joking. That yeah, what were you doing at Tyne Castle anyway? Uh, I went to go and pick up. I don't even see. There's like it's not a training top, but there was a new Umbro top in the club shop. But I saw that, top. Cindy. I saw that yeah. behind the till. Yeah, so I went and bought it. It was like got grey diamonds on a white background with maroon sleeves. So I went picked up because I wanted it on Sunday but uh, the club shop was quite busy so I just didn't bother and, and and you asked the club store on Twitter about printing as well 
Oh, they printed it. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 it, it? it was at your own risk because uh, there was oh, a label right. on the inside that said that printing on this uh, material could dye the colour of the shirt. But the guy, the the gentleman in the club shop, was saying, "Are you sure you want it done?" I was like, "Yeah, it's fine." And then it didn't do anything. It's did he say final answer to you, incidentally? Well, he did ask me a couple of times just, <laughs> just as he was just as I was about to tap my card on the card reader. He's like, "Right, are you sure you want this done?" I was like, "Yeah." So, but, but massive thanks for. Helping me out. Oh, that's good. That's really good. What did you get printed? I might be a bit cheesy, but I've got Europe twenty twenty. Uh, Europe twenty two on the back. Oh, Europe twenty two on the back. What you like? And I bought a Europa League sleeve patch on eBay, and I ironed that on myself. So, uh, you you ironed it? Yeah. I, that, that's, I don't. Is that iron... not risky? Well, I don't iron my clothes like creases. If I got crease and things, I think I told you on Sunday. I just wear the creases out and they just disappear but I, I I got the ironing board out the grease proof paper and it on it, it was fine it was all good I read I, I googled it first how to do it at home so I didn't want to ruin the shirt so it said grease proof paper and iron on and it went on like a dream oh good for you well done well yeah. played but, yeah, um, so that, that. Not that I'm an expert at these things. I know nothing about these things. I mean, I can iron a shirt, but that, that's as far as I can go. I can't iron badges on, you, on shirts. I leave that to professionals. Because you're better than me because I can't even iron a shirt. So You'll learn one day, don't worry. You'll learn. <laughs> You'll absolutely well, learn. Oh, at, the, at the age of 36, I haven't mastered ironing yet. <laughs> 36? Yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> so, right. Um, uh, half no. women. Yeah, they've got a new signing, haven't they? Can you tell us who it is? I knew you were going to say this. You were going to ask me to. <laughs> I'm uh, going to the test. I'm going with Vianne Sampson on a pre-contract from Charlton. Another another uh, professional player that was signing up. So it's, it just keeps getting better, doesn't it? If if, if if she's listening, uh, you're very welcome to message us on Twitter and tell us how your first name is properly pronounced. Or uh, applaud uh, Daz if he's got it correct. If he's got it wrong, then just tell us how it's pronounced so that we can uh, get make sure that Rectify you're... It. I tried to Google it, actually, incidentally, before we, we started, and I, I wasn't able to find an answer, which was quite unusual, because in my job as a journalist, I, uh, I usually Google uh, names that I need some help in pronouncing properly, and uh, 90% of the time I get an answer, but 10% of the time I don't, so I have to try and work out, basically, how it is pronounced. Uh, so it's, sometimes that's not always easy. Um, I, I do believe that we've got an international footballer in her because uh, she's a, from what I've seen she's a Jamaica international as well so and a graduate of the Arsenal Ladies Centres of Excellence as well so we've got a bit of a player very very pleased with this signing and uh, the Hearts website also says she's represented England at under 17 and under 19 level featured for West Ham and spent a season on loan to London City Lionesses before she came back to Charlton two seasons ago now because it's that's now 2022-23 and that was 2021 when she was at Charlton so that's why I recognise her from them because I don't know if you remember the documentary on BBC I play about West Ham ladies team and was she in it? She was. She she was. She was in it briefly. I remember now. That's what I, when I saw her in the uh, Hearts jersey. Awesome. So I, I was like, I reckon. And now you said West Ham. Oh. So I recognise her from. But 
Yeah, so we've, yeah, I think that the only way is up with uh, the signings we're making. That, that's really good. Uh, and uh, obviously, um, that's another important signing as well, just to yeah. strengthen the squad even further. So uh, uh, clearly, clearly, this transfer one for Hearts women and, and Hearts men as well. I think we've still got one or two signings still to come as well. So Far from. I think, this space? I think we're going to see lots of updates on the. Uh, both Twitter accounts in the next couple of weeks to to see yeah. uh, new players coming in, and it, it part for me it's one of the most exciting things. Uh, being a football fan at times is that because it it kind of annoys me when you have a quiet window because see when you've got a quiet window, there's nothing worse than seeing other clubs signing all these players, and you're just sitting there like, oh great, that's, that's still not signing anyone. Still the the thing is. We're we're in a quiet phase of the transfer window just now, and I've, I've I know this because I've I've been trying to find out just generally speaking from uh, like the consensus across the board as to how like what's going on and what's not going on. And clearly, the window is in a very quiet phase at the moment. But I don't think that's going to last forever. I think it is going to liven up again. So um, definitely, I'm not I'm in no mood to panic because I think nah. uh, we've still got some uh, interesting developments still to come. I I do think. We've got at least one or two more signings for both teams, the men and the women's teams, because still to come. See these people that are panicking. What would we rather do? Would we rather bring in players that aren't going to add to the team and just be just be signings where it's like right? See, see these people are panicking. I say to them, stop, right? Because at the end of the day, Joe Savage is in charge. Yeah. And clearly, sometimes you have to have a quiet phase before it starts to liven up again. Um, and I think clearly this is happening now. And I just know that they've, they they are yet to finish. So, yeah. the end of the day, it's going to be all right. Yeah, if you're, if you're one of those people, read the article in the programme from the Dundee United game. And there's a four-page interview with the recruitment team. That tells you everything that goes into a heart signing. They so know it's what a doing. very detailed process, and yeah. it does take a lot. There's a lot of steps that have to be taken. So I mean, you know, you know, I, I look at people's tweets sometimes, and they're like, "Oh, when are you going to announce the signing? When are you going to announce the signing?" And I'm like, "Guys, just Chill let out. them get on with it. Right? Yeah. Just let them get on with it. Because at the end of the day, it's not like it's not FIFA 22. It's not no. Football Manager 22. I mean, they're great games. But, I mean, I'm sorry, this is real life. Yeah. Right? And it's a different situation. Exactly. We're, we're going to get the right players. Just don't rush it. For all we know, there could be people in and out of Tyne Castle every day coming for medical. Something goes wrong. It's fine. It's gonna. It's gonna all work out fine and dandy. It's gonna be all more than all right, and it's worth the wait. Exactly. But talking of the women's team, uh, I know you were a bit gutted that you couldn't be there at Ainsley Park, but you were following along on social media. Yeah, I was disappointed. I mean, we were winning one 0 against Spartans away from home, but then we lost two one at the end, and I was a wee bit disappointed about that. I thought we were. We were capable of getting something out of that, but uh, but again, you know, no panic. You know, it's still, you know, Spartans are a good side, and uh, you know we've still got a win already in the bag. And I think you know it's early days; it's only two games in, so you know there's still plenty of uh, uh, games to play. And uh, 
I don't think it's something that I don't think the players should be too disappointed. I mean, clearly, you know, that's not an easy place to play and not an easy place to get a win. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think we just have to stay calm and, uh, you know, just take that in our stride and just uh, get back to winning ways, you know, as quickly as we can. And I mean, I, I just think the quality is there. You know, the, the players are good enough. Uh, the squad is definitely dramatically improved. I saw evidence of that firsthand when we defeated Partick Thistle three one, uh, and I, I think it's only going to get better. So you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's um, it, it, I think we'll be fine. You know, defeats happen, don't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, when I know it's not going to be fine, you know, I can see other factors that demonstrate to me that things are not going to be fine. But clearly, uh, you know, a defeat happens. You know, every now and again. I mean, that's that clearly. You know, it's just normal. So, so you know, there's no reason to panic at all. No, and I think you can call back something that Craig said earlier about being in tra- teams being in in a transition phase, and uh, that's what I find that Hearts are and Hearts women are in at the moment. Obviously, we've gone to semi-pro. We're not going to expect results instantly. It, it is there, there has to be that transition period where we adjust to having a totally. There's been a. a an overhaul of players and a higher standard of player coming in. It, it it might take some of the players that were in the squad last season to adjust to up their level a little bit. So I don't think we've got anything to worry about either. I think no, we don't have anything to worry about. I mean, at the end of the day, the squad is substantially better than it was last season. Yeah, and, you know, and I, I, I know that. I just know that, yeah. and uh, and it is only going to get better. You know, it, it, as I say, it, it, this is a squad that's on the up. You know, I mean, we're not. This is not going to be us being put in a rocket blaster and then just shot five hundred feet into the air. I mean, that's, that's not how it's going to work. It's this is a sustained growth, and clearly, there are bumps along the way. And uh, you know, that's just you know that's just the way we're going. But I absolutely know for a fact that given the direction of travel, we are definitely going in the right direction. It's just that there's going to be bumps, and clearly Spartans' defeat was just one of them. So, yeah, disappointed I couldn't go, but clearly, you know, from what I saw in the updates, you know, we, you know, we gave them a game, we gave Spartans a game, and uh, I, I honestly think we're competitive now, in uh, you know, in this division, and and you will have to also remember that we are still relatively new to this division as well. You know, we, we're not, you know, this is not a you know, we're, we've not been in this division forever. You know, we, we, we had to get promotion um, in 2019 to get to the top tier. And uh, we are still learning. So, you know, that's also a key thing as well. But we're getting better. And that's the main thing. Definitely. And it was one of our young players who got the goal with an absolute screamer, Amy Anderson, outside the box. Very, very good goal. Uh, and definitely a player that's definitely on the up as well. So, I mean, really good on her. Well done to her. Yeah, she looks. I know when we went to watch the semi final of the Scottish Cup at Falkirk, she looked a decent player then, and she looks like she actually gives a damn about being in the team and earning her place in the team because after the defeat, she looked absolutely gutted. And you could see in from that game and watching the highlights of the game at the weekend that I've, I saw her, and she's improved. She stepped up and she's she's now got one of the big numbers, number eleven on the back of her shirt as well. So yeah, no, good on her. Yeah, yeah. good on her as well. So uh, well done. Uh, so a lot to be positive about for the future. There's no question about it. Absolutely who, no question about it. Who we play, Who are they playing this weekend again? Um, 
so much going through my head at the moment. Um, Rangers. Rangers away from It's going to be a very, very big ask, I think, to try and defeat Rangers. But we do have Kira Grant and Emma Brownlee in the team now, so they'll know one or two things about uh, this team. And uh, clearly, I think um, that's obviously going to be very interesting to see how they, they play against their former side. So, uh, yeah, really interested and fascinated to see how they get on. Yeah, I uh, was hoping that we were going to be at home because uh, I've, obviously we'll get to the, we'll get to the men's team shortly. But uh, I was hoping that I'd be able to get to a game, a Hearts kind of game. But I don't really fancy trekking all the way over to Glasgow on a Sunday, especially when there's a rail. It's stop, not even so. in Glasgow. I think it's in Nongai. Is it? Oh, definitely not. Then. It's a diff- difficult place to get to. It's not the easiest place to drive to. Nah, I'll give <laughs> it's a bit it, like I'll, a maze to get to Mongai. So I'll maybe give it a miss. And I've I'm going. I've decided to. I've, I'm going to go watch uh, Sweet FA the play at Tyne Castle anyway. So that that's my Sunday. I said it was Mongai. Am I actually wrong in that? They used to play Mongai. Last time I went there to see them play, they played um, in. Yeah, they used to play there because I know when. Uh... Let me have a look. I'm just going on the Twitter. They used yeah, to play. I just play want there. to check because I, I, I've got a, I've got a bad feeling that they've actually changed venue potentially. <laughs> um, but now I probably won't be able to find where they play. Uh, now because all about their Champions League game. Right. No, I'm on I'm on Rangers' website. They they they've written down twenty first of August, twenty twenty two, two o'clock. The Hummel Training Centre, which right. I think is Rangers Training Ground. I, yeah. I don't think it's called that anymore now. Um, I think they've, I think it's called a different thing. But, but um, yeah, they've still got that listed down on. Uh, yeah, they've still got it listed down on their website. So I, 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 I hope it's the right venue. If it's not, don't blame me for it. Um, but that's clearly what I'm seeing on uh, Rangers' website. So I really hope it is the right place. But if it's not, then don't come blaming me. <laughs> <laughs> go and check go and check the Twitter feed and Hearts Women's Twitter feed as well they'll tell you what the venue is etc so d- triple check with them before you set out anywhere uh, this weekend so just be triple sure because I mean you know things can change potentially um, but uh, no trust them don't trust me <laughs> don't trust me at all <laughs> I can't believe I've just said that don't trust me at all <laughs> but yeah I know but uh, yeah no Hearts are definitely playing away to Rangers um, on Tough Sunday game. Yeah, tough game indeed. Absolutely, absolutely. A test, a test that we a test that will be good to get in early season as well. Yeah, and I mean, you know, obviously that's uh, that's that's very. Um, we have to have these tough tests as well. You know, we need to see where we measure um, compared to uh, uh, the other teams. So you know, that's that's obviously very important. So uh, yeah, no, hopefully the Hearts can make a good impression of themselves. Um, you know, at, at Rangers, uh, whether they're playing a non guy or somewhere else, depending what Rangers women finally say on <laughs> on, the, on their on their official outlets and, and pages. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, clearly, um, yeah, no, I think I think it's a good measure of where we stand and yeah. uh, whether we win, draw, or lose. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a matter of where are we, and how much further do we need to develop. So I suppose in a way that the game's beneficial, regardless of the result. That's it, definitely. But the men's team, we're, they're playing in uh, Glasgow for definite. Playing Celtic. Yeah, and, and as we said, we'd touch on it uh, earlier, but yeah, we're not going. 
No, I'm not going either. <laughs> I don't like Celtic I'm Park. Saving, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, saving my health and my time and uh, uh, for, for, for other occasions and other games. Um, it, to be honest, is it really even a priority no. amidst our European adventure? I, I Dare I say it, I don't think it is. No, far from it. Could... Should we put a youth team out? I would, but I would, yeah. I, I'm, I'm more bothered I mean, about Kilmarnock in the cup. Yeah, like Kilmarnock <laughs> in the cup as well. But yeah. Should we just put our, like, B team out on Sunday and just say, like, put the B team out. Let them have a run. Let's see who's, who's up to the challenge. This is what we we'll think of you now, Celtic. Zurich are a lot more important. I, yeah, to, because... to be frank, I don't really care too much about Sunday. No. I, might, I probably won't pay attention, to be honest. Because but... yeah, could you imagine... If we play, for instance, Shanklin plays plays from start, gets injured. God forbid. Don't, that God would forbid. be horrible. You know what I mean? It's God forbid. Is it worth it? If it was me, I'd give you and Henderson a run out. Yeah, give him a chance. Start Henderson, and see what happens. That's what I'd go with. In Mace, my opinion, may scored yeah. a historic hat trick. Well, he he scored for fun last season in the championship. So I mean, he, yeah, he obviously knows where the goal is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, why not? Yeah, I think. Go uh, on, Ewan. Yeah, and it, yeah, Celtic Park's never a fun place to go. And the last, I think, three or four times I've been to watch Hearts play, we got pumped every time. So, and the fact that you watch most of the game through a big, massive pillar. It's not not really appealing, especially at like almost thirty five pounds a ticket. Should we even review next week's game against Celtic? It was dedicated to the second leg of the Europa League. That's what that's what mood, to be quite honest. Well, well, we'll be reviewing the first leg and previewing, so we'll touch yeah. lightly on it. It's yeah, really two minutes that. to the Celtic game, right? This is what happened. Bloody bloody blah. That was the result. Next, we'll see if we <laughs> see if see if we win, then it'll be like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be a different story altogether. What What are you going score wise? Um, I'm sorry to say it, but I think it's going to be probably three one to Celtic. Three one. Uh, who's going to score for us? Good question. Um, Josh Shirelli. Generally, I think. Nice. So. Go on, Josh. Give it a go. Get a goal. I've gone two-one to Celtic, and I've gone GMS Gary McKay Stephen to score. Gary McKay Stephen, that's, that's an interesting show. Yeah, I've gone. For, I've gone for him just because I think I don't think we'll play play our first string. I think it'll be a, a change. To we level. need to save some of the players. You know, the, Europe is yeah. much more of the priority, especially given what's at stake as well. I mean, you know, exactly. a league game's not gonna. I'm not gonna cry and burst into tears if we lose the, the game on Sunday because I mean. Frankly, who cares? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> say, say if this was the last group game of the groups and we cannot qualify, then I'd be like, right, let's put a strong eleven out in the league and a different team out in the in the last group game. But not a play like you said. It's so the playoffs are so important. We if we win, then we can get through to the Europa League, which is. Obviously, the bigger competition Future. of the two, massive, yeah. Absolutely so, massive. so let's yeah, let's go all out. These these two games are priority. 100%. You guys get to the Europa League group stages. Get Manchester United in the group. We'll thrash them twice. Yeah, six 0 each. Twelve yeah. goals, easy, easy, easy. Man yeah. United, be very, very fearful. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing football wise this week, Ken? And if if you're not going to Celtic Park. You got any plans, or you just? I think I'll probably just give it a pause. To be quite honest, um, so uh, 
Yeah, we'll probably just give it a pause. And uh, that, that to me is not uh, necessarily um, not necessarily a bad thing. Because, I mean, obviously, like after August, it does quite, it will intensify quite dramatically. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think if we win, not if we win, I think when we, if we win in the League Cup, we can potentially in September have 10 games. Wow, that now that just completely demonstrates why I think mm-hmm. now is the quiet period before. Well, apart from the European ties, of course. And the same again. Yeah, same again. If we win that, if we win the next round of the cup again, same in October. Ten game. Ten games. <laughs> See, this is the thing. This is why I think we'll still bring names in because clearly the squad depth has to be adequate Massive. enough to yeah. manage that heavy schedule. A hundred percent, I think so too. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking a break. You, you don't take break. You're not even in the summer, do you? I mean, uh, you just keep going, don't you? I'm going to watch Tyne Castle FC. Okay. Against Li- Livingston United in the what? South what? Challenge Cup. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to Megatland. So. Oh well. That that'd be different. Be and then I'm going to do the Tyne Castle Stadium tour. And you'll enjoy that on Sunday. So. Oh, you'll enjoy that. Oh, you'll definitely enjoy that. I'm footballing. I'm still, even though you can't get to a heart, I'm not going to a hearts game. But still, yeah. And and the good thing is, Tynecastle play in maroon, and they're releasing a limited edition shirt. So don't be surprised if you see me in a Tynecastle shirt. Okay. Yeah, take some pictures. Just because I might not get it this weekend, but if it's a beauty seeing in person and it's maroon. Never say never. Well, does your partner think about you having a, another weekend of busy football? Oh, she gets told last minute. Very last minute. <laughs> like, what are we doing this weekend? Well, I'm going to watch football. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she, she knew what she got in for when she met me. I didn't hide uh... it. My, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I don't really go out and do much, but I love football. Oh, she's lucky. She's lucky. Because let me tell you right now, I think it could be a lot, lot worse. Yeah, what would you rather have? Me coming home steaming or me disappearing for a couple of hours on a weekend and watching 22 people kick a ball around? The latter. The exactly. latter. Exactly. Like, so. You're a sensible lad. Well, thank you. You aren't too bad yourself. Oh, <laughs> we're like Anton Deck now. Heart and Midlovian's Anton Deck, I suppose, to an extent. Well, we're, um, did, we're the Anton Deck, and Adam and Daniel from Perth to Paisley, what did we say? They were the Dick and Dom. Dick and Dom. <laughs> <laughs> the age difference. They're not going to be too best job to make that. <laughs> Oh dear, I mean, I mean, you can't win it all in life, you can't win it all. But uh, I know, I, just to say as well, um, if you're in Fife, um, there's a tasty Fife derby as oh, well, weekend yes. on Saturday, between Kelty Hearts and Dunfermline. And yesterday I had the privilege for Kingdom FM to film an open training session at East End Park, uh, which I really enjoyed doing. You know, and I put a video up on... Um, Kingdom FM's Twitter page and it took off. It's had like more than 3,000 views, which, okay, maybe some might say, oh, that's not a lot, but for a station like Kingdom FM, which is not obviously uh, like some of the bigger commercial stations, you know, it just covers Fife only, predominantly. That is yeah. not too bad, I have to say, and it got a lot of likes on uh, on Twitter as well, among the Dunfermline support. So, thank you to everybody for that. Absolutely brilliant. I loved filming it 
albeit I did it on an iPhone, but still, you know, the technology these days is absolutely mobile, literally. And yeah, did all the business, got it up in the afternoon and folk loved it. And the club loved it as well. So brilliant, absolutely fantastic. And, and what was so imp- impressive about it as well was it's great to see a training session right in front of your own eyes and seeing exactly what happens and getting a good insight. Because it's all well to imagine what training is like. But if you, until you actually see what happened, a session happened in front of your own eyes, you can't really understand and appreciate the technicalities, you know, basically why they do certain activities. And uh, I, I thought it was just incredibly insightful. Yeah. So massive thank you to Dunfermline Dunferm- Athletic for that. It was just absolutely brilliant. I, had a, I, felt, like a, I felt like a school kid, to be honest. It's just absolutely great fun. And, but we and- talked about this, didn't we, on, on Sunday? We said that about Hearts doing one, like, it would be so insightful to see. And, and now after you've been and your reaction, that's exactly why I'd love to see a Robbie Nielsen training session. Yeah, I, I don't see why Hart and Midlothian couldn't do one at a time castle when, if it's not this season, but next season, you know, to yeah, do an yeah. open training session so that we can see basically what happens, you know, and mm-hmm. get a good insight. And I'm sure the fans would appreciate that. So, so yeah, no, I think there's potential for that. But um, again, that's up to the club. But I think definitely. definitely, I mean, I mean, certainly if you haven't seen the video yet, go to Kingdom FM's Twitter page um, and uh, have a look at that. I put it up about um, just after two o'clock yesterday um, and uh, have a watch of that. It was, it's about a minute and 41 seconds, but it's really, really, really good stuff in there. And uh, albeit, yes, I don't have the Aston Martin of I, of iPhone cameras uh, or cameras for that matter. The iPhone camera is really good, but obviously cameras because you can get the uh, SLRs and all that yeah. kind of thing. Um, still, I, I'd like to think I did a decent enough job. So um, yeah, go and have a watch of that. It's really, really good fun. I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed putting that together. Definitely. And uh, also keep an eye on your, I think, some of your articles you put up as well. Not tooting your horn, but does a good yeah, job. Yeah, I, I did one last Friday about... Um, uh, Jude Smith moving from East Fife to Newcastle so he's yeah. uh, another young signing uh, that's joined Eddie Howe's squad so uh, there's also big big news in Fife so obviously it's not very often that you get a, a player from a Fife SPFL club joining one of the biggest clubs in the world so uh, I thought it was a great story and uh, I just thought I has to, that has to, I've got to cover that because that's you know massive, it's absolutely huge when they announced, the club announced that the signing was confirmed and I thought that's massive transfer, huge, so uh, this is the moments you live for as a journalist, you know, especially someone like me who loves football. This is the moments you live for, you know. See when Galway United's Alex Murphy joined Newcastle, I thought that's when the Galway United thing started. And then obviously now Jude Smith moves from East Fife to Newcastle, and I thought that's just the moments you live for. So yeah. it's great fun. Love it. It's absolutely brilliant. You can have days where there's not much going on, and then you can have days when big things happen, and then that's just what you live for. It's absolutely great stuff. It's great fun. 100%. Brilliant. Uh, they, they don't treat me like uh, an A-list celebrity because that's if anyone thinks that this job is glamorous, <laughs> no, it's not. It really isn't. And frankly, so it shouldn't be because at the end of the day, you know, um, it's, it's a service of anything. It's a service to the public, if anything. And um, I think, I think you know, I, when I started out, I used to be, I used to be that quite vain, and this, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm like a, a grumpy old man, you know, in this industry, because I just tend to want to get on with it. You know, a lot of people tend to, fellow journalists, they tend to, you know, get maybe a bit starstruck themselves. You know, I mean, I can get starstruck from time to time if I met somebody that I 
you know, if I was Robbie Nielsen, then yeah, I'd bet about yeah. Starstruck, I suppose, to an extent, or Eddie Howe. But, 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 but at the end of the day, I'm not, I think the more I've done this job, the less vain I've become generally. Uh, and I'm, I'm not really one of these journalists who now, um, unless it's absolutely justified, puts up a selfie every two days to say, hello, I'm reading the news. Hello, I'm reporting from here. Hello, I'm doing this. You know, I mean, I'd certainly put some of my own content up, um, you know, on Kingdom FM's outlets every now and again, just so that, you know, obviously if I'm covering a story, I'd like to feel as if I'm making my mark on it as well. But, yeah. but I'm not just whipping out the front camera on my phone and just going, hello, everybody, I'm in a studio. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I think I've just become more irritated by that uh, as time has gone along. Uh, not to say that I'm never going to do it. I mean, I'll do it every now and again, but I suppose it's a matter of, for me, the big test is, is it justified? Is it going to get proper, uh, I suppose... Is it going to be, um, you know, is it going to take off on social yeah. media? Are people going to react well to it? Because if I did that every day, then people were like, oh, boring. But but no, I mean, you know, it just depends what the, the, the occasion is and if it's justified. So, I mean, that's that's you know, that's kind of what I ask myself these questions. And even stuff that I personally post as well, sometimes I say to myself, is this justified, you know? And I think I've become a bit more stubborn as time has gone along. But no, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not saying... I never do it because I do do it myself. It's just that I set the bar a little bit higher, I think, than, than others. So when it comes to should I really post this yeah. uh, or should I uh, not bother? So, uh, yeah. Exactly. And I'm, I'm, I suppose maybe one or two journalists listen to this will think, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's sassy me than action. But yeah, well, they are. Yeah. But again, you know, I mean, funny, but at the end of the day, I think the more experienced you are in the job, the more you start to question things a bit and you become a bit more, I suppose you ask a bit more questions of yourself and others as well. So, I guess uh, it's probably like that in football as well, football, yeah, playing and management, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, I, and, and I'm sure, I mean, going back to Joe Savage and, you know, the, the team that are dealing with the transfers, I mean, it's the same as well. They'll ask questions, you know, they'll say, this players might be good, but will they fit in? Will the character be correct? I know at my English club, Newcastle, I think character is everything now. And I think it's become more... Uh, I think more of a focus as well since the new owners came in because yep. clearly, I mean, everybody across the country thought, oh, they're going to just spend tens of millions of pounds and sign anybody and everybody. But but that's just not true. And that's and frankly, I'm quite glad of that because at the end of the day, you could sign the best players in the world, but if the character does not fit in with the values of the club mm-hmm. and basically where the club's direction is, then I'm afraid it's just it's just going to be a disaster. I'm you going know, to of- quote a, a Preston manager, an ex-Shrewsbury Town player, Ryan Lowe here. He did an interview last week and he said, people questioning about him signing, and he said, I'm going to go off the record here, is what he said. And he said, uh, this is going to break our rule of no bad language, but he said, I don't sign knobheads. That's what he said in in an interview with the press. Was that reported? Ryan Lowe said, I don't sign knobheads. He said he said it was off the record, but was that reported? He, he said it was off the record, but it was yeah, it was online. I've seen it, so yeah. Oh, yeah. I just but, quick. You know, at the end of the day, I know. Okay, it's maybe not the most parliamentary of language, but at the end of the day, it's not wrong. Characters, everything, isn't it? Yeah, you just a... want the right character in. Exactly. You just want someone who's going to chime in with the values of a football club. Exactly. But at the end of the day, I, I don't think it, if that's what you said, I don't think that's controversial at all. Okay, it's not parliamentary language. Let's be quite honest about it. I mean, if I said that in my line of work, I'd probably get a slap in the back. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, you, you want to sign the right people. You just want the right people in the door. Um, 
it's not just about ability, it's character and uh, and that's what's really important. So that's why I think Newcastle's direction is very admirable. And obviously Hearts, I think, have got that to a degree as well. And that's really, really critical. Definitely. I mean, it's all well to sign anybody and everybody, but you've got to have the right player in and it's, they've got to fit in that squad. Absolutely. Got to get, you've got to get it right. So that's why, you know, when you see people tweet, oh, when are you signing a player? When are you signing a player? Honestly, honestly, I'd rather the club just waited a little longer and made sure they got a decision correct rather than just saying anybody and everybody and then it's a disaster afterwards. Exactly. Live update. The Hearts squad are currently at St. Gallen's football stadium as of 17 minutes ago. There's pictures on Twitter and they're wearing the shirt that I purchased on Tuesday. <laughs> it must be like their travel, European travel gear or something. So yeah, they've arrived. They're in the stadium. I'm guessing they'll probably just be having a look around, getting comfortable doing press conferences and stuff. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's starting to feel very real. And like we said, we're not jealous of, at all of people in the state. No, we're there. not jealous at all. We're not jealous of anyone who's flown out to Switzerland. <laughs> well, maybe a little. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little. Maybe a little. Do you have anything else you want to... No, I think so, I think to be honest, I think that was a nice. You know, we all we were aiming for about an hour today, but we've went over that. But that's a good thing for us. You know, we're we're not. You know, we've got the luxury of going over if we need to. And uh, yeah. I know people, people, our listeners, you know, tend to want to hear what we're saying and want to get engaged with the chat because we I mean, you know, Daz and I were not, I suppose, um, we're not we're not exactly like. Gary Lineker or Hugh Edwards or anybody like that. We're not paid tens of, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds just to broadcast the time. I mean, at the end of the day, we've got the luxury of this podcast just to chat away and give you social company. And I mean, that's really what it's all about for us as far as this podcast is concerned. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're doing quite a grand job of it. So, I mean, that's uh, really good, really good. And on the luxury of uh, being in the comfort of where we are, you know, you mean, I could be at home, I could be outside, I could be. I don't know if I want to be on a bus <laughs> when there's like 200 people talking around me. But um, yeah, no, that's that's the beauty of uh, 2022 and having access to uh, doing podcasts on devices and all that. You know, we, it's, we, the flexibility is uh, very useful indeed. We don't need to be in a fancy big studio at the end of the day, you know, and uh, most people aren't fussed, which is really, really nice. You know, yeah. it's the content that matters. Content is. is king and queen. It definitely is. I just want to thank... The couple of people that uh, said uh, some good things about the podcast to us in person on Sunday. Yeah, no, I seem as well. I had some nice comments as well on Sunday. Thank you. I mean, it honestly Massively. means the world. Thankfully, yeah. even even if I look about half tired, like I was on Sunday, um, <laughs> especially um, we still appreciate it. <laughs> we still appreciate it. And even when the rain is relentlessly falling upon Edinburgh, you know, and I'm having to shelter from the rain, I still massively appreciate it. It's just sometimes I've got this half stress of thinking. I don't really want to walk outside when the thunder is, you know, you know <laughs> I don't want to get struck by a thunder. I didn't want, I mean, that's why I, I was sheltering. I mean, I actually genuinely was frightened of walking in fun, thundery weather because I thought, I don't want to get killed under a tree. I'd quite well, like to be alive. Yeah, yeah it, it has its perks, doesn't it? <laughs> what the weather gives you, hey? Yeah. Oh, well. Thank you for listening again. Um, good luck to the team tomorrow in um, Switzerland. And uh, no doubt Daz and I will be back um, to uh, take stock of this week. Um, so uh, good luck to 
all of our teams, you know, Hearts women who are at Rangers, whether they're in Nongai or whether there's somebody there, somewhere else. Be somewhere. <laughs> Just do your homework before you set off and don't blame me in the process, right? I did warn you. I did warn you. Um, but, of course, um, Hearts' men's team are in Switzerland uh, to play their big game tomorrow night, yeah. Thursday night. Um in Switzerland, so good luck to them, and of course, away to Celtic at Celtic Park in Glasgow uh, at the weekend as well. So, good luck to everyone, and uh, yep, thank you for listening in, and uh, on the jam tarts, especially on the continent as well. All the very best. Thank you to all of you, and we'll chat to you again soon. Enjoy if you're out in Switzerland, and stay safe. Bye. Bye.